eating is not comfort. Eating for any other reason than fuel for my body is causing more damage to myself because I had this idea that, you know, if I'm stressed, if I'm upset, that this was a comfort for me. And that's the main thing I had to realize that actually it's harming me. Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. Hi everyone. If you've ever wanted to incorporate fasting into your life and know how to make it practical so that it's not overwhelming, uh, this is definitely the show for you. We've got Chantel Ray over here, and intermittent fasting has basically transformed her life. And so today we're going to kind of walk you through the steps that she took. We're going to talk a little bit about the benefits, but mostly this is going to be a practical show for you so that you can incorporate this awesome practice into your life and take your health to the next level. So welcome to the show, Chantel. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah. And she sent me her book this um, just this week, and it's Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way. And I can't even, I, I, I'm singing its praises because it's so practical. So many tips, like not just like how to do it, but like how to do it when you're a real person and you're a mom and you have a job and like how to make this really work in your life. So before we get into her awesome story, I just want you guys to all get a little feel for her personality. So we're going to ask you some three fun questions. Okay. First, I maybe know the answer to this, but we're going with it anyway because people often surprise me. And that's just, what did we eat for breakfast? I didn't eat anything for breakfast. I literally never have breakfast. I do. I just started recently having coffee, um, so I'll have. Um, I have coffee with, I'll do MCT oil or sometimes I do coconut oil. Sometimes I mix um, coffee with coconut uh, cream or I'll do coconut oil. I like mix it up. So sometimes I do this superfood. It's called layered superfood. It's dairy-free creamer. Have you ever tried that? You know, you know, I actually... I haven't tried the creamer. I've looked at it, but I used to, when I was a fitness trainer, I worked with his wife. So anyway, so it just like, yeah, I really like that. It's really good. Um, sometimes I'll mix ghee with MCT oil. Um, I always have organic coffee, but, um, when I have coffee in the morning with that, with MCT oil or some kind of non-dairy creamer, it allows me to to make my fasting window a lot longer. If I just have water for breakfast, then I can I tend to be hungrier earlier, and then I'm going to start my eating window earlier. And for me, I can keep my weight down when I eat in a shorter window. 
Yes. I love that. And I do the same thing. Like we're having a little bit of grass fed butter coffee this morning. I kind mm, of, that's what I do. I have ghee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do is I'll take, I'll take ghee and I take MCT oil. I kind of take a, a, a t- maybe like a t- big teaspoon of each. And then I have this, this stick. It's like a, like a mixer stick and I stick it in the coffee and it literally like mixes it up and froths it. Ooh. Yes. It's awesome. I love that. And have you noticed that? Because if I, I'm, it's so satisfying. Like if I'm hungry, in the yes. morning, like I, it will uh, definitely keep me full for hours later. But do you notice that it prevents weight loss on anyone else or any other health effects or is it just, well, you, you know, the biggest thing for me is that I had to get my body to being in fat burning mode instead of being in sugar burning mode. Because before I was eating so much carbs, I was having so much sugar. And all I was doing is basically I was feeding my body sugar and carbs all the time. And so it never got to the fat burning state because I was constantly giving it food. And my favorite analogy that I tell people is it's kind of like if you have cash in your pocket, if you had $50 in your pocket and you wanted to buy something that was $50, you wouldn't go to the bank to go get money out because you already have, it's easy. You've got the money in your pocket and the same thing happens with your body with fuel. So if you're giving it sugar and you're giving it carbs or you're giving even fruit or whatever else it is and you're eating right now, it never needs to go to the bank account and kind of dig up those fat stores to burn the fat the extra fat that you have. But if you're not giving it fuel, right, then it has to go and get that fat storage from somewhere else. And Mm. so that's basically what you're doing. I love that analogy. And that's exactly why I thoroughly enjoyed your book because everything is broken down. It's made simple, beautiful. Okay. So also, do you notice a difference, last question about your breakfast, with MCT oil versus coconut oil? I haven't gotten on, I don't use MCT oil a lot, I use coconut oil, but do you notice uh-huh. that brain boosting benefit or like thermogenic effect or fat burning when it's just with MCT? You know, one of the things, I, it's funny because I was just going to get, I'm a little bit, for a little while I kind of got, I don't have diabetes or anything like that, but like you can see I've got my little handy dandy blood glucose monitor and I love to check my blood sugar. And I have found that coconut oil, so let's say that I wake up in the morning and I'll check my blood sugar and my blood sugar is 85. I will then have a cup of coffee with coconut oil and my blood sugar will drop by 15 points. It's unbelievable that that cup of coffee with, and I've tested it on other people, and it drops their blood sugar every time somewhere between 10 and 15 points. And so one other tip that I tell people is, Let's say they have a meal that spikes their blood sugar a lot. Maybe they kind of just went a little crazy. They kind of, you know, are like, oh, I'm going to have this and this and this. When I have a cup of coffee, you could get a cup of decaf coffee even with a cup of, with some coconut oil in it. And it will literally bring your blood sugar down by about 15 points, which is really good. Yeah. Um, 
because when you when you're constantly giving your body insulin and that blood sugar is rising, that is a massive recipe for gaining weight. <laughs> well, I love that. So if you notice that there is that same effect for MCT or just yeah, it does. And for whatever reason, I've done it, and I don't know if it's just coincidence. The MCT oil brings it down, but maybe for me, it was like ten. 10 degree, 10 points for the MCT and about 15 for the coconut oil. But that might just be the day, like, who knows? They both bring your, bring it down. So I can't really say, you know, if it's not that much of a difference. Yeah. One or the other. That's because, you know, your blood sugar response depends on activity, your microbiome. It's it's so complicated. Okay. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So second question, if we were to find you on a Saturday morning and you had nothing to do, where would you go? What would you do? I love to play tennis, so I always play. Sat- I play. T- I do tennis cardio at uh, nine o'clock every Saturday morning. I'm a big. I'm really big into walking. It's funny. One of my. I'd either be walking or I'd be playing tennis. All of my, you know, I interviewed over a thousand women, and when I ask them what's kind of the magic elixir that really helps you keep your weight off, let's say you've gained a little bit and. Every one of them say walking and it's because they, one of the things that someone said to me is like, sometimes when you go to the gym and you work out really, really hard, like if you do like an orange theory or you go to the gym and you do a class that's like intermittent, you know, the, they're doing like intervals and just craziness. They say that they feel like sometimes that will make them eat more. And so they've worked out and then they eat so much because they're kind of like, oh, I had this crazy workout this morning. And then they kind of overdo it on the eating. But when they walk, they're burning so many calories, but they never go, oh, I have this huge walk. Let me eat a little bit more than normal. Mm. And so that is something that I have found when I do walking. If I say, hey, I'm going to walk seven days a week. It's funny. I just got back from Cancun and there was this girl. You know, I still interview people. Like I'm, I'm fanatical about interviewing people. But there was this girl who was wearing this thong that was literally this big. I mean, <laughs> but she had the best body. I mean, literally was barely co- covering her nipples. I mean, I've never seen a more skimpy bathing suit, but this girl had a body to die for. I love that. And, and I asked her about, you know, her working out and her eating and everything she did. And the thing she said is she walks for an hour and a half to two hours. Walks. She walks her dog an hour and a half to two hours every day. And if I showed you this girl's body, you'd be out. You'd be, thanks, Chantel. Let me go for a walk right now. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. A lot of people miss that point. And I was a fitness trainer. I used to work out, you know, like when I was finished, like six hours a day and you're right, it triggers cravings. But the other cool thing about walking is it burns off cortisol. And a lot of us, we were way too stressed out. And so that cortisol definitely helps. And, um, I have an aura ring. I count my steps and I have a walking, a treadmill desk, but yeah, I love that you brought that up. Genius. Again, that's a really great point. Okay. Last question. Fun question. Uh, what did you have to let go of to get where you are today? I really had to let go of the fact that eating is not comfort and that when I'm eating, eating 
you know, for any other reason than fuel for my body is causing more damage to myself, that it's not actually comforting me. Because I had this idea that, you know, if I'm stressed, if I'm upset, anything, that this was a comfort for me and this was going to help me. And that's the main thing I had to realize that actually it's harming me. Mm. It's causing all kinds of health issues because I'm eating more than my body needs. I'm eating foods that don't should never even be a food, um, you know, <laughs> and things yeah. that don't need to be put in my body. And so I had to get to this idea that I eat because I want to fuel my body and I want it to make my body the best that I can be. Ooh, again, a really, really solid point. And I love too, because I have a pass with the emotional eating thing as well. And not only are there health uh, implications, but also you're not like evolving emotionally necessarily because you're constantly chasing back those feelings or whatever discomfort you're experiencing rather than kind of like leaning into it and um, going there and checking out, checking in with yourself. So awesome. Okay. Now that we oh, know, me, I have a good quote for you. My, I had on my show, I had this girl named Kristen Kuthriel that came on my show and she said the, the best thing to me. She said, you have to sit with unease to yeah. cure your disease. Mm. And so sometimes you just have to sit with unease. Like you have to be like, okay, you know what? I don't like how I'm feeling right now. I have to sit with that unease to cure your disease because what happens is, is that when you use food for other reasons than fuel and you go, oh, I'm, I'm so stressed, I need a brownie, I'm so stressed, I need pizza, I need some chips and salsa, whatever it is, it's because you're not willing to sit with that unease and guess what? Now you have a disease, whether it's people doing that with alcohol or whatever it is, you have to be okay sometimes going, you know what? I am hurting right now and that's okay. Yes. Yes, exactly. I wasn't so good at that when I was younger, but I'm embracing <laughs> it now and just being like, look, yeah. this is a season. This is a day. This is a period in my life where um, something's, my emotions are here to tell me something's not working. And I just need to find mm -hmm. out what that is and do, have the bravery to change it and move forward. But Yes. Love it. Okay. So now I kind of give them a little taste of who you are. Why don't you tell us your story? It's pretty cool. So give us like the Reader's Digest version of who you are. How'd you get into this work? Yeah, basically, I literally am one of those people, like I would gain 20 pounds, lose 10 pounds, gain 30 pounds, lose 20 pounds. Like I was always on a yo-yo. I literally tried every single diet known to man. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, if you look at my book closet of how many books I read, it was just on and on and on. I was always, it was always like all my friends were like, okay, what diet are you on now? You know, it's just like a joke. <laughs> but I finally, uh, my, I had a trainer named Chris that told me about intermittent fasting and I tried it and it was a combination of intermittent fasting and I literally, what I did was I read the Bible and I read every single Bible verse that had to do with fasting or eating. And so oh. the combination of that and the intermittent fasting, I lost 40 pounds and I have kept it off and it's, it's just never been easier for me. So I'm just really happy with, with what that has done for my diet and my goals. 
That's amazing. Yeah. And I can't wait to dig into this because I have so many people that I'm like, oh no, you have to try the paleo diet. And for some reason, for some people, it's just too restrictive. And yes. I think fasting is a nice way to bring people in and they still can kind of control their weight and still eat what they want um, and still see results. So super cool. Okay, so let's just define it for people. Uh, we've done one other show about intermittent fasting, but it was only 15 minutes. So just tell us what it is and maybe like your three favorite types. Yeah, so for me, you know, I what I do is it basically is intermittent fasting is an eating pattern that goes, okay, sometimes I fast and sometimes I eat. And it's, for me, it's a, I do a six hour window and I change that window all the time. So sometimes I do 12 to six. Sometimes I do, you know, if I want to go to a party and I want to eat later, I might do two to eight. Um, sometimes I do six hours. Sometimes I do eight hours. Um, but for me, I, if I'm doing an eight hour window, I can maintain my weight. But if I want to lose weight, I'm more in a four to six hour window. So if let's say, you know, I just got back from Cancun and wanted to um, really slim down because I knew I was going to be in a bikini with a bunch of people. So I was like, okay, I want to <laughs> kind of tighten things up a little. And I just really did one meal a day. Um, yeah. So I just ate one meal a day. Um, and then I also... Right now, I'm actually writing a new book. Um, it's going to probably be out in the next 30 days. It's called Fasting to Freedom. Ooh, and it like really, really is talking about longer fasts. So I'm, you know, kind of for me, I do every week, I do at least a one 24-hour fast. So I'll go from like Thursday night to Thursday or Friday night and and not eat. So for 24 hours, um, sometimes I'll go do a 48-hour fast where I'll do two, you know, two nights where I won't eat. Um, and then if for other reasons for really healing my body, if I've got some, you know, my thyroid's not functioning right, my, my autoimmune issues that I have, I'll do a longer fast. I'll do a three-day fast, a five-day fast. Um, right now when you're talking to me, um, the last time I ate was Sunday night. So I have, and today is... What, what are we on, Thursday? Yeah, wow. So, uh, yeah, Sunday to, Sunday to Monday, Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so I'm on really day four now of my oh, fast. And you feel so, great. I do feel good, yeah. The thing about it is when you do longer fast, you have, this is a little bit what you're like. You're like a little bit like a roller coaster. You're like, oh my gosh, I feel like a million bucks. And then you kind of be like, oh gosh, I feel like, awful and then you feel good and then you kind of feel awful um so but for me when I do my longer fast I do I still have coffee with coconut um coconut oil I'll do unsweetened tea uh if I'm really dying on the vine I'll have some bone broth or I'll have water with lemon um just to kind of pick me up but I'm not eating anything um if I'm really dying I might have um water with literally like a 0.5 ounces of orange, fresh squeezed orange juice just to give me a little bit of a, you know, pick me up. But very, I mean, anything I'm, I'm doing, I'm having under 50 calories in a day. Okay. Wow. And so, um, two things I want to talk about in there. I know you're testing your blood sugar all the time and probably mm -hmm. other biomarkers as well. What are you seeing when you're doing, um, you know, a shorter fast versus an extended fast? 
Yeah. So the thing that is so crazy that people, that it really makes no sense, but when you do a lot of fasting, it actually stabilizes your blood sugar. And so people think the opposite. They're like, oh, well, I, I have blood sugar issues and you know, I've got a lot of highs and lows and so I've got low blood sugar so I could never do a long fast or I cannot do intermittent fasting. I was the same way. And actually fasting stabilized my blood sugar. It's absolutely the opposite of what you think that's gonna happen and so that's one of the best things. I used to be pre-diabetic. So what that means is when you take your blood sugar in the morning, if your fasting blood sugar is over 100, then you are pre between 100 and like 120, you're pre-diabetic. After 120, you are now diabetic at your fasting blood sugar. And so when I was taking my blood sugar before, I was like right around 98, um, around 102. I was kind of like right in that range. I was very close to that border of being pre-diabetic. And now when I take my blood sugar, I wake up in the morning and it's perfect. It's mm -hmm. 70, 75, 80. It's, it's a really great blood sugar. And it's funny because one of the things that I'm just a funny friend, but like one time we went out, it was a girl's luncheon. It was a friend's birthday. And I brought my my thing out and I had all different like things and I was like okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna test everyone's blood sugar before we eat and I literally had you know new test strips for everyone and new like little things to prick yeah. everyone and we pricked everyone's blood sugar before they ate and we pricked everyone's blood sugar after they ate yeah yes the skinniest girl in the bunch. I mean, she's almost like like beyond skinny, like too skinny kind of. Yeah. The girl that was the skinniest, guess what? She had the lowest blood sugar before and she had the lowest blood sugar after. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it I is. I love that you do that. We need to hang out. Why don't you live here? Because I can't get my friends to do the blood sugar testing. I'm like, no, you guys, really. It's like if you just breathe out when you prick it, it doesn't even hurt. It's and It's a little prick. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that you did that. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, and even like me, someone who is very careful, I can't – through my blood sugar testing, I realized I don't do well with carbs. Like I do have diabetes in my family. Um, I just can't really handle them, but you wouldn't necessarily, I don't have a lot of symptoms that would tell you that, but I just know from that testing. So I love that you're such an advocate of that because I am too. Second question. So people with autoimmune disease, in particular autoimmune thyroid, a lot of people are suffering from this myth that uh, fasting is bad for the thyroid. So can you talk about that? Like, are there special things? Yeah, the two best things I've ever done for my thyroid are intermittent fasting and also the paleo diet. So yeah. I'm not 100% paleo. I'm kind of, um, it really depends. It's sometimes I'm 80-20, sometimes I'm 90-10, and yeah. sometimes I'm 95-5. It just kind of depends on where I'm at in my weight and how much I'm eating. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, the main thing for me is I had to get my potassium levels right. I had to get my iron levels right and get my like vitamin C and vitamin B complex. You know, Paleo Valley has two products that I literally cannot live without every single day. Literally, it's so hard to find products that are made with no 
no fillers, no corn, no soy, no gluten, you know, and they're literally just powders. And so I had to get my iron. My iron was in really bad shape. Um, and a lot of thyroid problems people don't realize happen in your liver. And so it's because you, you've got liver problems. And I, my doctor told me that over 35% of the United States population, she believes, has fatty liver problems. Yeah. And so that's why thyroid problems. So if you have fatty liver, if you have liver problems, your T4 cannot convert to T3. And so for whatever reason, if I do 100% the paleo diet and I'm literally just eating lean meats, fruits and vegetables, no grains, my thyroid functions at so much higher of a level. It's unbelievable how much better I feel and how my thyroid functions. So I'm constantly like torn about, I know that how I feel the best is when I'm eating the paleo diet. So I try to not deprive, I also don't think it's good to deprive yourself. Yeah. So I try to like, like if I want a cookie, I try to make a paleo cookie yeah. that satisfies that craving of having a cookie, um, but it's just made with great ingredients and honey or coconut sugar or stuff like that. Oh my gosh. And I can vouch for your cooking making abilities because you sent me these ginger snap cookies that rocked my world. So I got to say that first. Amazing. Second thing is the cool thing about our complex too. And um, I thank you for saying that the choline in it for fatty liver, we just sent out an email about this. The choline will help the fat be transported out of the liver. So sometimes you need a little more choline in your diet, which is, you can find that in here too. So yes, I see that problem all the time. Last question about the thyroid though. Are you seeing your antibody levels decline as well when you fast? Paleo? Yes. Is that, I mean, true for you? Yes, absolutely. Hey guys, we absolutely love getting your questions into the podcast, but we're also interested in your journey. So if you've started intermittent fasting and have some success or even struggling a little bit, we want to hear about it. Email me your intermittent fasting stories to Chantel at ChantelRayWay.com. Now back to the show. Okay. Now the thing, and the thing I really love about your approach is like people probably think I'm hardcore paleo and I do, I do think if you have digestive issues and other things, I think it's a great way to live, but I do see a lot of people getting caught up in this deprivation and eating like 10 pounds of nuts instead of a cookie. You know, you got to yes. just eat what you want and you have these beautiful, you have these 10 rules in your book. And I'm not going to, we don't have time to go over them, but can you pick out your five favorite ones that you think would be best for people who are just starting and talk about them because they're gems and I just, we need you to share them. Sure. So one of the examples that I gave in, I don't know if I even gave this in my book, but this is a true example. So me and my assistant went out to lunch and I was just craving pizza that day. I don't know why. And I don't eat pizza very often, but I was like, you know what? I just really want some pizza. So I got a gluten-free pizza um, with cheese on it. And she got this huge Caesar salad that was like this big with like <laughs> tons of dressing and cheese and da, da, da. Because she was like, I'm going to be good. She actually said this. She's like, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to get pizza. I'm going to get a salad. Well, I was watching her. She ate every bit of that salad. And I, if I had to estimate, that salad was like 950 calories. Meanwhile, I got this small pizza that was like just one of those real little ones. And I ate like less than half of it. I was extremely satisfied and I pushed it away. 
Um, and she, then she said to me, hey, do you mind if I have the rest of that pizza? And I said, yeah, go ahead, you know, have the rest of it. So she ate that huge salad. It was probably 900 calories worth of, you know, even though it was a grilled chicken salad with all that dressing and the cheese and everything else that was on it. I know it was like huge. And then she also ended up eating half that pizza. Why? Because this, that's not what she wanted. She was like, well, I really want a pizza. But instead, I got the salad. So now here's a perfect example of someone who ate the salad. Then she ate what would have been better. Better, better if she would have had that half of the pizza. And so it's like you have to know the differential. Like I knew that day me getting that a salad with grilled chicken was just not going to cut it for whatever reason. <laughs> now, I don't have pizza very often. I literally have it maybe once a month or once every other month. I mean, I'm not eating pizza on the regular, but I knew that day that's what I wanted and I chose to have it that day. Yeah. But I'm not having it every day and I'm not having it every you know, weak either. So you have to know, it's like you have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You got to know, it's it's also about knowing the differential. So like, if I'm going to have, let's say I want to have like a dairy-free ice cream versus, um, that's like homemade versus a regular ice cream. Well, I know that I like that dairy-free ice cream. It's going to satisfy me just as well as this one is. So why not go ahead and have the dairy-free one? Because I know yeah. it's going to kind of satisfy me in the same way. Now, if, I, if it's between a steak or a grilled chicken, if I'm really craving a steak, and, but I see people are like, oh, I'll get the grilled chicken because it's healthier. Well, if you're really craving the steak, then get the steak. But it's a matter of like listening to your body of like, what does your body want? And what is it craving in, in moderation though? You can't, it can't be every meal, you know, oh, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want, you know, then you can get yourself out of control. Yeah, totally. I love that. And it, a funny story, I was on tour once as a fitness trainer and I thought, oh gosh, I got to eat super clean because everyone's around, they'll know. And then I would do this for months on end and then I'd go home and then I'd have that mini bar and I would eat Toblerones like because my body was saying, that is not what you want to eat. And so I would have been far healthier had I just done what I do now and that's every Friday. Um, we call it Fun Food Friday. Every night we go out after work, me, my son, and my husband, and we get whatever we want. And usually, yeah, yeah I'll find a healthier version. Like if I want a piece of cake, yeah, I'm having it. It's going to be gluten-free, but it's going to be the one I would want. So that helps me look forward to that. And um, I just don't bring it in my house, but I go out and I just, I treat myself and it's lovely. Yes. So um, we just, on our podcast, the, the last episode, this girl's a model and um, she, we interviewed her nice. and she gave this story and I loved it. She said, for some reason, she liked chocolate covered marshmallows. She was at Target and she <laughs> wanted, I know, I was like, oh, that's gross, but whatever. So she was like, I really wanted chocolate covered marshmallows. And she's like, I really wanted it. I really want it. And she was like, nope, I'm not going to have it. Nope, I'm not going to have it. So she said she didn't have it. And then when she went home, she made a huge batch of chocolate, chocolate chip cookies. And that's not really what she wanted. And she ate like way more chocolate chip cookies. Then she started having this and that she started eating everything else. What she really wanted was that chocolate covered marshmallow. <laughs> She didn't have it. And then she ended up eating 10 times more. And it goes, that is true. It goes back to the same with my assistant. She really wanted the pizza, thought she should get the salad. She ate all the salad and the pizza and a dessert. It's like, 
<laughs> yes, I love it. You have to allow yourself to derive pleasure from food sometimes. It's actually like a requirement um, and we can move on with our life because when yes. we don't do what we want, it's back there. We're like, okay, well, I got to find a replacement. And like you said, we often overdo it. I was hitting the nuts hard for a really long time. Just eating oh, I can get crazy nuts. with like, nuts. Just eat the cake. Just have a piece of cake. So, oh my gosh, I love that we chatted about that. The other thing I want to talk about, um, talk about your hunger scale. I think this was really helpful too. Yeah, so people who struggle with their weight, they never even know if they're hungry or not. Like they just eat when it's lunchtime, they eat when it's breakfast, they eat when they go out to, oh, and they just eat for every reason and they, they never know if they're physically hungry. And what fasting did for me yeah. is now I understand when I'm physically hungry and when I'm not. And I will tell you, out of the people that I interviewed, no one knew that they were intermittent fasting. Like, this is what's so weird. Like, no one was like, I'm, oh, I do intermittent fasting. That's how I stay thin. They never said that. What they said is, I just don't eat. They literally were like, I only eat two meals a day. I usually eat around 12, and then I usually eat dinner around 5.30 or 6, or whatever they said that they did. But they never said, they never used the word intermittent fasting. They didn't even, they don't, all the people that I've really interviewed were people who are like, no, I don't read diet books. I'm thin. What, what would I need one for? Like, I'm like one of my favorite people, her name's Missy. She's like, I've never read a diet book in my entire life. I've never had the need for one. She's like, look at me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Good for her. That's amazing. And you find that they are just in touch with that natural, they don't eat until their stomach's growling. Yes, and they're physically hungry. Yes, mm -hmm. you're so right because there are so many reasons. Like I, even for me, that same thing was like, oh my gosh, it feels good to get hungry and then no, okay, I need to eat rather than, well, I'm trying to avoid writing this email. I should go eat a carrot or, you know, like whatever. I need to treat myself. I'm celebrating, you know. That's great. I love that you unpacked that. We just need to only and when you're hungry, truly hungry, gro growling stomach hungry. Yes, and, and it's funny because one of the girls that I have on my podcast that I asked her, she said, I love the feeling, like it's a mindset shift. She's like, I love the feeling of my stomach growling because I can literally feel the fat coming. Like she's like, I can feel my body. She's like, I know it sounds weird, but I can literally feel my body eating the fat. And that's when it's, when your stomach's growling, that's what it's doing. It's going in saying, okay, you haven't given me any food. It's now time for me to go to the fat stores. You've got hundreds of thousands of calories in your fat stores. So it's fine. It's now going to those fat stores and eating off the fat. Yes. I read that book, that Jason Fung book, I think. And he said, you're not actually missing a meal. You're just not eating one because your body is taking from your fat stores and still having a meal. You're still getting yes. everything you need. But yeah. Oh, I love that. The hunger scale. That was, and sorry, I cut you off because you were going for, to tell us your favorite rules. And then I just want to make sure we got to that one, but continue. If you want like two other rules. Um, yeah. So I would say my other one would be, um, the enjoyment scale. So one of the things we had another girl, if you listen to the podcast, um, she talks about how her husband, actually, I don't think she says her husband, whoops. She said a friend, but she was really talking about her husband. And she said that, that he eats, like 
it doesn't matter if he's hungry or if he's not hungry or if he likes it or if he doesn't like it. If you put it in front of him, he'll eat it. And so it's like, he'll literally say something like this. Like he'll be eating it and be like, mm. like he'll say, how's your sandwich? And she, he'll be like, mm, not really good, but he's still eating it. And he's like, for me, she goes, if it's not a level four or a level five, I don't eat it. Like, like five stars being like amazing, right? Four stars is really good. Anything that's not really good, the second it's not really good, why do I want to eat it? Yeah. Why don't I want to make sure that every bite that I put in my body is coming from me? Yeah. It's, it's just coming. It's just amazing. It's just like, this is the best bite I've eaten. And if it's really good, that's fine. But the minute it drops from being really good, I'm not going to eat it anymore. Oh, I love that. And it's not like a, we're not talking about a free for all here because you can make truly healthy and nutritious foods taste really, really good. So like my smoothie, I'm kind of guilty of this. I make this terrible smoothie. It's very green and I drink it because I know I should, but then I kind of give myself a free pass the rest of the day. But I think if I would take the time and make it just a little more delicious, I'd feel more satisfied and I'd probably eat less. The other thing I loved in your book was your three bite rule. Can you talk about that really fast? But, and oh, I'm sorry, before we go there, you also talk about rating the parts of food. And this really resonated with me because like a cupcake, all about the frosting and just that first layer. That's the part I love. Like the other stuff I could totally do without. So even when I eat one, I just, I just stick to that because I know that's what, what I'm really here for. So like rating food and rating parts of food and the edges of brownies. And I just love that. Okay. So now talk about your three, three bite rule. Yeah. So one of the things is like what people do, I'm going to give you an analogy. I was on a walk with one of my friends that's a counselor and we were, we were walking from my house to her house. And she said, she said, you know, what people do that have problems with eating or drinking or anything, what they do is they go, let's say we're taking a walk and let's say I stump, I walk backwards for, for a couple of steps. If I walk backwards for a couple of steps, I don't go, okay, I'm going to go all the way back to your house to get to my destination. I just go, okay, I fell back a couple steps. I'm still going to move forward. People who have problems with their eating, what happens is they'll eat three bites of cake and they'll go, oh, I had three bites. Oh, I might as well eat the entire cake and then I'll start next week and I'll start my diet. That's what gets you in trouble. You eat the three bites of cake because you're allowed to have three bites of cake. Yeah. Once you eat those three bites, now you put it away you, and you keep moving forward. You don't take th three steps. You don't take three steps backwards and then go, I'm going to go all the way back here to go forward to where I need to go. Does that make sense? That's a beautiful, I love that analogy. And also I, I worked with Jennifer Lopez when I was a fitness trainer. She let herself have three bites of anything. Anything. That's her very happy, satisfied. She's never like denying herself. It's just three bites, three bites. And then we move on, right? Okay. Yes. Three bites of whatever you want. And three bites of anything is not going to, to reduce you from where your goals need to be. And then you've satisfied it. Exactly. That's what I practice too. Okay. Awesome. Is there one other rule? Um, and then we'll tell, we'll have people connect with you and we'll give you all the details, but just one other thing you think, uh, people should know out there about making this super practical. Yeah. One of the things I talk about in my book is, is chemical city. And you know, that's why I love paleo 
Paleo Valley product so much is because, you know, people think like, just like I said with these vitamins, like these vitamins that you have at Paleo Valley are amazing and they don't have all these ingredients in it, but you can go to having these vitamins and some of these other things that you think are good, but then they're filled with all these chemicals and, you know, fillers and, and everything else. And so it's really diving in and going, okay, what is it? Like you guys have the most amazing, um, Paleo Valley has the best, uh, beef jerky in town. Like there's no one that's going to have better. And my husband absolutely loves it, but the ingredients are great. So, but if you're going to go have a slim gym, (laughs) you know, it's just literally filled with so much chemicals and it's not grass fed beef and it's just awful. And so it's really about finding what you want, but finding the version that isn't so filled with chemical city because that that's just a term that that I made up I don't know I don't know why but like my son would come to me and say mom you know I came home from baseball and they gave me these snacks can I have it so I'd look at the thing and I'd be reading it and I'm like son this is chemical city are you kidding me we aren't eating this no and then he'd be like what about this and I'd be like reading the ingredients I'm like ah chemical city no Now, that's kind of my phrase that I coined that's called chemical city. And it's genius. And it's what you do so beautifully. Like I said, you just make it really practical for everyone. Everyone understands that. You don't need to like memorize. Just are there chemicals in there? Don't eat it. Like you said. Yes. Oh, I loved it. This has been so helpful. And again, guys, Waste to Weight. And then her new book, Fasting to Freedom, sounds awesome. Check it out. So Chantel, where can people connect with you if they want to learn Yeah, more? so you can go to, um, I have two different sites. I have ChantelRayWay.com and that has everything. I've got an amazing recipe that I'm going to send you, but I'm going to put it on Waste. It's going to be on Waste Away on the Chantel Ray Way site. And if you go under recipes, um, I have the best new smoothie that has got tons of greens that is to die for. I absolutely love it. It's got a lot of lemon and ginger and cayenne. um, And it is so delicious. I have two versions. One's a little bit higher sugar um, level when I just want something that's really good because it's got a tiny bit of pineapple, but it's only four ounces. So it's not a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I have one that just has unsweetened acai version. So I have two versions of it. One just has a little bit less sugar than the other, but they are to die for. It's with kale and with greens. So I will send that to you or just go to ChantelRayWay.com and you can find it there. Um, but then if my new book, um, we have, it should be out, um, but it's called Fasting to Freedom. It's not out yet. Um, but if you want, you can go and you can put your name on the waiting list and we can get you updates um, and you can get a few of free sneak peeks for the book. So cool. So cool. And I highly recommend checking all of her stuff out. Like I said, you're a blast. And last question is, I'm going to put you in a time machine 20 years. You're going to go back in time and you're going to be able to tell your 20 year younger self one piece of advice that you think would have the most positive effect on the trajectory of your life. What would that piece of advice be? Mm, I would say run to God and not to food. And that would be it is that, you know, all of us have areas in our life that we just constantly um, 
we're, we, we have a God-shaped hole, every single person inside of our heart. And we're always trying to find it through food or drugs or drinking or friends or gossip or whatever it is. And we try to fill that God-shaped hole and it never, ever will be filled with all the things that we're trying to fill it with. And so instead, you have to just kind of say, kind of what we talked about is saying, you know what, God, I'm really stressed right now and I'm really anxious about this or whatever it is. And so uh, the Bible says that God will give you the peace that passes all understanding. And so really running to him and running to his arms for that instead of all these other things we run to. I love that. I think spirituality is, like you said, something a lot of people are missing and suffering because of. So I forgot to mention that about your book. You have Bible verses, a lot of religious content, which I think is going to help so many people. If you could leave us that you left that beautiful Bible verse just there that he'll give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Can you, is there anything else you use in your times? Like this is so hard. Um, I'm really wanting to whatever, fly off the rails here, drink a t- like, you know, a six pack or, you know, eat this birthday cake. Is there, is there something else that helps you in those times? Yeah. What I say is, um, there's a verse that says, um, open your mouth wide and I will fill it says the Lord. And I love that for me because you know, what I always wanted to do is be like, like I would literally say like, God, what I want to do right now, I'm, I'm really stressed about work. And what I want to do right now is run and go eat an entire you know, pan of brownies. But I just pray that you, um, you say in your word, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And so I just ask that you fill my mouth with um, the peace that I need right now so that I'm not running to something that's going to make me more miserable in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just never going to fill me the way that I want it to. Because the truth is if I go and eat that entire pan of brownies, it will make me happy for such a short amount of time. And then guess what? Then I feel so much worse afterwards. And so I want that lasting peace, not just that short-term peace. Mm, love that. I think that's going to be so helpful for so many people. So thank you again for your time. You're amazing. And I need that smoothie recipe. And you guys need yes, to check out all the recipes. Because her cookies. My granola. I will tell you, I have a paleo. I need to send you my paleo granola. It is hands down. I need to turn it into a bar. It is the best granola you will ever eat. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to send you some. Okay. I can't wait again. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability, as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com slash coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.